Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and before we go any further, I need to thank everyone who generously took part in our push day yesterday for our friends at Preborn. It was great to have Scott Wilder from Preborn with me in studio talking about that fantastic match and the dozens of babies, hundreds of babies saved yesterday because of your generosity. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know how we could possibly top what we did yesterday, but we're going to try to do it again today. <laughs> and now here's what I mean. Um, it's Super Tuesday here on the Bottom Line Show today, and we want it to be a Super Tuesday for preborn. We will be talking about some election results, of course. Uh, the Georgia runoff today is officially the day, though the early voting has been happening, uh, going on there for a couple of weeks now. But uh, today we have a special opportunity. Our good friend Dennis Wilson, uh, once again, has been so moved by the preborn site. Now, let me tell you how much Dennis is into preborn. Um, if you go to Wilson Financial site, wilson-financial.com, what you will find is um, that Dennis has a site there for charitable organizations that Wilson Financial supports. And we have given them the link for preborn. So if you were to go to Wilson Financial and just kind of cruise it along there looking for a place to make a year-end donation, uh, preborn is one of the charities they support. Not only has Dennis uh, supported this ministry, you know, that way, but also you'll remember back in October, we did a, one of those special days where we were trying to raise money for an ultrasound machine. And uh, Dennis put up half the money. He put it, he made a $7,500 gift and said, if you will, you know, raise another $7,500, uh, then we'll have 15000 and that will cover the cost of one ultrasound machine through preborn. Well, guess what? He's at it again. This time he brought a friend, <laughs> a member of the uh, Wilson Financial Services team. They're going to talk to us in the second hour of the program today, but we have another $7,500 match. And we have an opportunity during the next 90 minutes to raise $7,500 to put another ultrasound machine in a preborn health clinic. 855, uh, excuse me, 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Um, here's the way this works. Last year, there were nearly 10,000 women who came to Christ as a result of the ministry that they received at preborn and preborn health clinics. There were tens of thousands of babies saved. Right now, I mean, quite frankly, here through all of Crawford Broadcasting, National Crawford Roundtable, uh, KBRT, uh, WMUZ in, in uh, Michigan, there have been something like 7,500 babies saved just for our efforts alone. But one of the reasons they are saved is because the ultrasound image shows mom and dad, hopefully dad's there too, um, what their soon-to-be-born child looks like. And it's amazing how the left fights tooth and nail to keep that information away from prospective parents, or I should say the parents. Uh, there are laws, I mean, it just, it's, it's so stilted against showing an ultrasound. If you go to an abortion clinic, you go to a Planned Parenthood or one of the other abortion clinics. Planned Parenthood does 40% of the abortions in the United States, but the other 60% are individual clinics, uh, for-profit businesses run by little mom and dad or organizations all the way to larger conglomerates. You will not find an abortion clinic in America, to my knowledge, that will show a woman an ultrasound. You will find an abortion clinic that does the ultrasound and shows it to the abortionist. Now, as abortions are moving more pill-based and less uh, surgical-based, something like 60% of all the abortions performed in the U.S. last year were, um, were what they call medical abortions or pill-based. So there, there needs to be some, you know, 
wisdom uh, being used to try to fight for the lives of these kids. But what preborn has found is when a woman discovers she's pregnant or she thinks she might be pregnant, they go to a preborn health clinic and get a pregnancy test, get an ultrasound, and then find out what your options are. And that ultrasound machine is key. Now, we talk often about how it's a $28 donation to preborn uh, will save the life of a child. Statistically, 83% of the time when a woman goes to a preborn clinic, has the ultrasound, gets the pregnancy test there, uh, confirms the pregnancy, and they get to see that little guy or little gal, 83% of the time, mom and dad decide we're going to keep the baby or we're going to take carry the baby to term and release the child for adoption. More than half of the women who get abortions and find out, wait, adoption was an option? express regret with their abortion. They say, man, if someone had told me that there was a third option, it was either you know, not the two choices you get at an abortion clinic, you're going to be a mother and it's going to be hard, or have an abortion and all your problems go away. And I don't mean to sound glib about that or snarky, but that is in effect what the, the sales pitch is. You go to a preborn clinic and they say you have three options. Obviously, in a place like California, you can abort your kid. Obviously, you could become a parent. The third option is you could place that child up for adoption. And the states will find, fight so hard to keep you from seeing the, the ultrasound, to keep you from, from, from making that transition. And that's why I can't stress enough how important it was that we rallied around the preborn cause in October and donated an ultrasound machine. Last year, preborn health clinics were re- uh, the recipients of 25 ultrasound machines all across the country. We've already donated one just from Bottom Line Show. And we've got a chance to do it again today. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. Dennis Wilson and a colleague of his, uh, who we're going to get to meet now, or number two, um, have put up a $7,500 matching grant for today. Your gift of $50, $100, $200, how about $1,000? Uh, there's a Bottom Line listener who's tuned in right now, I know, who could do the whole 7500 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com, go to rogermarsh.com, you'll find a pre-born banner there, you can go to crawfordmediagroup.net, but uh, those are the different options that you have to make a donation to save the life of a pre-born child. And today, we have a special matching grant. Yesterday was a dollar-for-dollar match, today, $7,500 grant that we can unlock if we raise $7,500. It's really very simple. And that will mean two ultrasound machines because we've already donated one and that would represent 10 percent of the ultrasound machines that preborn was able to place in pregnancy health centers nationwide that would be huge and we're not doing it just to pat ourselves on the back i'm just you know giving you a little uh, uh, numerical history there why is this so important you stress well because you may not know about this but california has a law that basically uh, discriminates against people who choose not to abort their children. Now, doesn't that sound crazy? The bill is called SB 245. Like, California needs more abortion-friendly bills, right? I mean, this is already more abortions performed here in the in this People's Republic of California than anywhere else in the country. Uh, it's estimated that maybe one out of every five abortions happens. And the governor, while campaigning, he figured, I've got the you know my re-election in the bag, I'm going to spend my time and my campaign funding on passing Proposition 1, the most draconian overreach in the history of uh, medical laws with regard to abortion. Read it. It's that bad. Um, it, 
it it would have the only thing that was worse was uh, Michigan's Proposition Three, and the only reason Proposition Three was worse is because we already had those goofy transgender laws here in California that they had to add into Proposition Three in Michigan. Basically, the Senate Bill 245, the Abortion Accessibility Act, would force insurance companies to pay for abortions. Okay, I, you know, that, I mean that's that that isn't new necessarily. But without any co-payment and with no deductibles. Ah, so now take that. Let's see. Let's put that shoe on the other foot. Okay. The Abortion Accessibility Act forces an insurance company to basically raise their fees because now they have to cover any deductible or copay that a woman would ordinarily incur for said service. So it's bad enough that they'll pay for the abortion and force the insurance company to do so. But now the insurance company can't say, well, now, wait a minute, you've got a deductible of $3,000 a year, whatever it is, and this is going to count against that, so you're going to have to pay for it out of pocket. No, they're saying, turn the clock off. That doesn't count. And what about a copay? Maybe you have a $20 copay, $100 copay, $200. Nope, not in California, not for an abortion, you don't. So how about that pregnant mom? I use my daughter Taylor as an example of that. Gave birth on October 24th. Uh, grandson Nazareth, Lisa just got back from uh, seeing them in Texas and uh, got all sorts of pictures. And I'm biblically jealous that she got to hold the grandkid before I did. <laughs> but that's okay. They had, a, they had a great time. So Taylor goes, let's say, for example, and she's pregnant and she goes to the doctor and says, okay, well, I'm going to give birth. If you apply the same rules here for the Abortion Accessibility Act, then there would be no copay, no deductible, and the insurance company would pay for every penny of her pregnancy, right? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, you have three options legally when you're a mother. If she had put that child up for adoption, really glad she didn't, uh, if, if she had, then there would be costs that the adoptive family would come in and they would be covering all the medical costs, cost of labor and delivery. They'd be giving her you know, a stipend for her troubles. I mean, that, but that's worked out between the insurance company and the legal firm and the parents. That's not the state. But the state in California mandates that if a woman goes into an abortion clinic and says, I would like an abortion, and she has health insurance, that the insurance company must pay for the abortion, the insurance company cannot charge a copay, and the deductible can't be charged against the actual deductible amount. So how would you like to be the operator of a preborn health center, for example, who has some incremental costs that they incur and they ask to solicit donations to cover costs, et cetera, et cetera? Where's the, what if a woman has insurance here and she goes to preborn and this is the beginning of the prenatal journey and this, that. the pregnancy center doesn't get that same type of assistance so basically what you're telling a woman is hey if you go to the abortion clinic and you've got insurance quote unquote your abortion's free but if you want to go the other route well you might have to pay something how is that fair uh our friends at life legal defense foundation have actually filed a lawsuit against uh california's uh, attorney general rob bonta and several state agencies they want to block this bill from coming into law and to fruition i mean think about this if you are someone who's in the lower socioeconomic scheme, uh, basically what happens? It, it, by requiring an insurance company 
to finance an abortion with no conditions whatsoever, and then you deny life-affirming options to that woman, basically what you're saying is you're coercing a mother who says, I can't afford this right now to abort her child. And there's no compulsion whatsoever in the abortion clinic to actually let her know what her options are. See, a woman who goes to a pre-born health clinic is going to hear all the options. Now, it's not that like they're going to recommend abortion, but they're going to say, these are your options. And if you would like to go through the adoption process and release your child for adoption, here are agencies that can help you, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you have options. I, I can't stress enough how important the preborn relationship is and the great work they're doing, not only in saving tens of thousands of babies every year, but also bringing moms and dads to faith in Christ. There's something about the way they do it that is just, it's so winsome. Your donation today, any amount, will be matched up to $7,500 by the Dennis Wilson grant. Our goal between now and the end of the broadcast today is to get enough money raised for $15,000 for another new ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic. Will you join me in this effort? 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com and uh, hit the preborn banner, or you'll find it at rogermarsh.com as well. As we continue, an interesting phenomenon happened during the election of 2022, the midterm election. George Barna's American Values Study at uh, Arizona Christian University shed some new light on what Americans really think and feel about the political process. Uh, George is going to join me for a conversation about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. When's the last time you got such tremendous value out of spending $1 every day? on something that was very, very important. You know, when you make a donation of $28 to preborn on a regular basis, $28 every month, that's less than a dollar a day, and that $28 practically guarantees that you're going to save a baby's life physically and also spiritually. Roger Barsh here for Preborn, the outstanding pro-life health centers that I am recommending you make a donation to, especially here at the end of the year. 833-850-BABY is the number to call or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and click on the preborn banner. 100% of what you donate to preborn today goes directly to providing ultrasounds. They do separate fundraising for overhead and administrative costs, so 100% of what you give today goes to saving babies. And you know what? <laughs> the beautiful thing is what is raised here stays here as well. I want to challenge you here. How many children do you have? How many grandchildren do you have? Lisa and I have six children and four grandchildren. We have donated to save 10 babies on a couple of different occasions to preborn. It's $28 saves one baby. It's $140 saves five babies. It's 280 that saves 10. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229 or go to kbrightradio or rogermarsh.com. Click on the preborn banner today. Well, we are nearly one month post-election here in the United States, though we do have the uh, still have the Super Tuesday event and uh, Georgia still to come. But we're looking at the midterm elections and trying to figure out what happened in the world with regard to what we thought was going to be a quote-unquote red wave and how different are America's values on different political sides of the aisle than we thought. Uh, Dr. George Barna is the founder of the uh, Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. He's, co he's the director and co-founder of the ACU Cultural Research Center. He's been working on this American values study for quite some time. And he recently published a report that offers a different take on the midterm election. And so we're going to get into that right now. Dr. George Barna, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Roger, always good to be with you. You know, this is kind of, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is 
you know, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar and Van Halen, they're both kind of different bands, but they're the same band and fans kind of have their own opinions about it because the one constant, of course, was Michael Anthony playing bass. Is that a fair assessment of where we are in American politics right now? Maybe maybe too broad a stroke. Is it too soon to go there? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say Michael was the only constant. You did have the Van Halen brothers. Uh, yeah. Well, then, yeah. yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. And then, and then, of course, let's not forget David Lee Roth's solo work with that guy Billy Sheehan playing bass. Right? Whoa, now that guy done. can play. That guy yeah. can, yeah. And I know he's a favorite of yours, so we'll yeah. have to have a, a separate sub channel. And us. they found a, a guitar guy to fill in for Eddie, a guy named Steve Vai. So that worked pretty well too. <laughs> yeah. Steve yeah. Vai doesn't. He's he's not lacking in the chops department, that's for sure. I mean, it, it, he's in there anyway. I don't I don't know how anybody who can keep up with Frank Zappa, you know, that's that's, that's points in my favor. Um, let's take a look at the midterms, though, because you have been saying this for the past two years. You have statistical proof to back it up. Americans really aren't as far apart as we think we are, and yet. Let's take a look at what happened in the midterm. First and foremost, I mean, the, the number of people who voted, you know, high numbers, tons of money spent. And basically, why do so many people feel kind of frustrated and even what we'd say underwhelmed with the result? Well, you know, the election came along and there was a lot of hope that was attached to it. But the reality is when people looked at the candidates, first of all, we don't like change. And so if we're going to shift from incumbents, there's got to be a good reason to do so. Normally, more than 80 percent of incumbents get returned office. Mm-hmm. And so that's the case, even when we're not happy with the way things are going. And you look at what happened here. People basically weren't given a good enough reason to shift horses. So what were the big issues? I mean, as we talked about in an earlier program, it was essentially economic issues, you know, whether it was jobs or inflation or uh, food shortages and prices, gas prices, all those things, throwing crime, which is essentially an economic issue. And so those were the top rated issues. But when you looked at what Republicans were saying, essentially their message was, we're going to do better. But they gave very little understanding of how they were going to do better or the underlying premise of why their approach would be different and better. And so voters really went into the election not trusting politicians anyway. They didn't hear compelling messages. There was no sense of a compelling vision for the future given by candidates from either party. In a few states around the country, you had a few candidates who really were vision-driven, but they were certainly the exception to the rule So people had no compelling reasons to switch horses in midstream. You know, before the election, if you remember, I said, yeah, probably Republicans are going to wind up with around 225 members in the House. Mm -hmm. And the Senate's probably going to stay maybe even I I, I would give GOP a chance to get one seat more than the Republicans. So, I mean, really what we kind of expected is what kind of happened and the, the real outcome for the people is nobody's happy. But if you want to be happy, then we've got to make some radical changes. Dr. George Barna is with me today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about a different uh, mindset, if you will, a different uh, uh, look at the midterm elections. This is part of the work that he's done at the uh, Arizona Christian University Cultural Research Center. It's the American Value Study. And the most recent uh, edition of that is up at thebottomlineshow.com. What I'm hearing you saying, George Barna, 
and you have been predicting this not only for the past couple of months, but for the past couple of years, is the fact that a majority of people in the United States really do believe in democracy. At the same time, the majority of people believe that the major parties and their political leaders and showpiece people are really out of touch with where people are. So when it came time for messaging, which is uh, we both know is, is huge in a political cycle, you had Republicans who are basically saying, well, traditionally, when the president has a bad approval rating and there's inflation, this, that, and the other thing, we typically pick up seats. So therefore, there's going to be a red wave. Whereas the Democrats, I mean, though their message was equally flimsy, I think they did a better job of presenting it saying, hey, look, if you think that uh, democracy is good and the Supreme Court takes take away your democracy and uh, these right wing extremists taking away your democracy, the, the same people who are leaning toward socialistic, if not communistic values when it comes to how the government acts, we're voting in favor of that same party saying we'll protect your democracy. Fairly yeah. accurate. Yeah, I think so. And a different way of phrasing that is that the Democrats understood their base better than the Republicans understood their base. Right. And so you've got Democrats pulling in more of their people, getting them a little bit more enthusiastic, not a whole lot, but enough in a very close election. Doesn't take a whole lot more. So their people were more enthusiastic. You had the Republican candidates who had every opportunity in the world to turn on their base because the economic situation. There are people who are wailing about the state of the economy and GOP candidates kind of made, you know, some noises about that, but they didn't give great reasons for it. And so then what does it come down to? Independence. Who's really going to speak to the independents? And Democrats, you know, frankly, did a better job than expected with independent voters because uh, they were more specific about the things that they cared about as opposed to how the Republicans handled it. So yeah, messaging made a big difference. But even there, I'll go back to this this reality of, you know, we had a majority of Americans who felt so disconnected, they didn't even bother to vote. Hmm. We had a minority of Americans actually making the call for the rest of the country and when you looked at those people who voted, about 110 million voters who came out for this election, what you had was about one third of them who were essentially indifferent to both parties. And so they went in, they cast about, they figured I did my duty. And then you had the other two thirds who were essentially split between the parties. So really, it did come down to splitting hairs. Who's going to bring in more independence? Who's going to get their own side more enthusiastic? But, you know, at the end of the day, both parties treated it as business as usual, and it really wasn't business as usual. But in order to get away from that, really the ball now, and this isn't something you're hearing much, but the ball is in the court of voters. They're the ones now who, if something is going to change, they're the ones who are going to change it. The politicians have no vested interest in changing the process. I mean, it's working fine for them. They're essentially getting what they want, particularly if they get elected. The ones who are displeased are voters. But we can't wait on elected officials to change the process that put them into office. We're talking with Dr. George Barnett today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about the uh, 2022 midterm elections where we saw a record voter turnout in the 2018 midterm, the uh, 2022 midterm, just a hair under that. I mean, still not uh, on the same level as what we would see in the uh, national elections coming up in 2024, or what we saw in 2020. We'll take a quick break here. 
and dig in a little deeper on the other side of this break to what this means for the church, because too often it's been fairly easy to say, well, Christians, majority of Christians are voting Republican. They might be independent. There might be a few Christians who vote Democrat. But by and large, if you look at large swaths of voting, voter block, it, it's people of faith. But George, what I'm hearing you say right now is that we are kind of at a, an interesting crossroads with the electric, with electric when it comes to how people are going to vote and rather to start voting our values and rather than our party affiliation might be the better way to go. Let's let's take a look at that in closer detail on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know, one of the things I love about the ministry of preborn is that in addition to the the actual practical things that we talk about, the fact that women come in for a free ultrasound and a free pregnancy test, and once they see that ultrasound, 83% of the time, a woman who sees the ultrasound and hears the baby's heartbeat for the first time is going to say, that's my son, that's my daughter, I can't wait to be a mom. Or they're going to say, wow, that is a baby that's just so beautiful, and I can't wait to release this child for adoption. Now, obviously, there's a third option that's legal in the People's Republic of California. But the beautiful thing about preborn is more hearts and minds are being changed by simply showing mom and dad the image of the baby. But it's more than just that. Of the 56,000 pregnancy tests that were given last year, of the 25,000 babies saved at preborn clinics just through the first six months of this year, do you know how many women are also giving their hearts to Jesus Christ? Nearly 200 women per week. That's over nearly five, more than 5,000 decisions for Christ this year alone. Pro-life, pro-baby, pro-mom, pro-gospel. We're saving more than just babies. We're saving souls with preborn. Your $28 donation makes that happen for one child. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Call now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. A great conversation as always with Dr. George Barna uh, discussing the Arizona Christian University American Values Survey and the uh, this is the newest edition of it, uh, survey number five. And what's interesting about this one is it talks about the number of people in the U.S. who are really kind of of the same mind. They, they, they want to see change. They don't just want to try to find political candidates that they think might kind of work out for them. They are looking for, we are looking for people who reflect our values about faith and family and this, that, and the other thing. The full report is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Speaking of values, one of the things that we value, of course, is the sanctity of human life. And today here on The Bottom Line Show, we have a special opportunity for you with our friends at Preborn. Call 833-850-BABY right now and make your best donation. Dennis Wilson has put up a $7,500 matching gift, and we are going to get another ultrasound machine in a preborn health clinic between now and the end of the year. Uh, but you got to call today. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com, hit the preborn banner. You can also call the studio here, 800-227-5278, if you need that contact info. Uh, Crystal and Teresa will be happy to take your calls, 800-227-5278. Let's get that ultrasound machine. Thousands of children's lives have been saved because of your gifts and your prayers uh, through the Bottom Line Show here and our friends at Preborn. And I encourage you to, uh, let's let's keep the pressure on right now. This is kind of our own Giving Tuesday, if you will. 833-850-BABY. Give a gift to Preborn today. Your gift will be matched up to $7,500. That's the matching gift that Dennis Wilson's going halfway on this, and we need to get the other half between now and the end of the program today. Will you join us? 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the Preborn banner when you go to rogermarsh.com or kbrightradio.com. More of my conversation with Dr. George Barna coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. 
Call Dennis Wilson and his team today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. I get this comment a couple times a week. You know, should I stay in the market or should I get out? If you like the results of the last two years, stay in. If not, then we've got some great solutions to help you stop the bleeding, put the stitches in, and then go from there. I personally think that the current administration is going to continue the roller coaster of the market, and it's going to be especially hard for those who are living on a fixed income or nearing retirement. It's leading us down the road to where the huge majority of people who are studying what's going on think that a recession is almost here. And so with this administration we have, I would recommend you get away and stay away. Protect your resources in retirement with Wilson Financial Services. Call 800-696-9970. That's 800-696-9970. Or fill out the contact form at kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Barsh, and uh, we are so grateful to have you along today. We have another opportunity for everybody who was participating in our preborn push yesterday. Thank you so much for doing that. Hundreds of babies' lives saved, and we are so thrilled with your donations of $28 or more to help uh, provide a, an ultrasound. Now we're going a step further, and we are providing an entire ultrasound machine. Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Services has put up a $7,500 match. And your donation today uh, toward that end of 50, 100, you might give the whole 7,500. As soon as we get $7,500 raised, that match kicks in and one more ultrasound machine goes into a preborn health center. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Now let's continue with the uh, second half of my conversation with Dr. George Barna today here on The Bottom Line. Dr. George Barna, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. During the break, we were talking about bass solos and how effective they are. And George, I would love to have a dogfight with you sometimes with our instruments and just kind of go back and forth. And I'm sure it could, it might be the most interesting minute of music in history. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the real question is which one of us will walk out first out of boredom. So, yeah, what are you going to well, do? I know. Well, as long as we stay in the same key, I guess we'll be okay. <laughs> We're talking about the American Values Report. Uh, this is uh, something that uh, the American Values Study that has been coming out of the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University uh, pretty consistently now. George, when did you found ACU's Cultural Research Center? Uh, I was back in 2019. Okay, well, you so. sure picked a sure picked a great time. I mean, yeah, to dive absolutely. In. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because we've had the 2020 election, the 2022 midterm, but there has been a major shift in terms of mindset, psychographic. I mean, the idea that there are a lot of people who are still kind of clinging to the flag and the Bible and saying we're a Christian nation, and by golly, if we could just get some good Republican candidates in there, I get the sense that what you're saying indirectly, without using that verbiage, is. This is a golden opportunity, not only for American voters, but for Christian American voters to say, hey, let's do some redefinition here. Let's do kind of a reset politically. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Absolutely. And and there's no time to waste in that, Roger. We're in a situation where uh, we've lost so much ground that we've got to rethink it. The only way that things are going to get better is if we make significant changes in the system. And so the first of those is that we as the voters have to understand we own this country. We don't we don't work for the government. We're not simply here for them to enslave us. That's why we left England, you know, a quarter of a millennia ago. So really, we're in a situation where we've got to act like the owners of this constitutional republic. 
And so that means that, yeah, we cannot sit back and let the parties dictate to us. Well, these are the two platforms you get to choose from. These are the candidates that we've selected for you to vote on. No, 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 no. We got to take it back a couple of steps and say, all right, this is about government by the people, you know, for the people. And so we're going to run with it here. We want a different kind of leader. See, I mean, that's a, a mentality shift right there. Number one, we're owners. Number two, we want servant leaders. Yes. We don't want career politicians coming in, padding their retirement accounts, getting the overseas junkets, doing you know all the stuff with the big donors. No, we want people who recognize it's a sacrifice to serve the people. They're willing to temporarily make that sacrifice, not as a career move, but as something that they'll do to uphold this constitutional republic. And the only way that we're even going to let you run is if you can start off by giving us a compelling vision for the future of America. And then we want to take a deep dive into your values. And we don't want you telling us what they are. We want to see how you live them out, because that's the proof of the pudding. And we want people whose values reflect the same values that we hold, because we know that once you get into Congress, you're going to vote your values. Once you get into the White House, you're going to uh, pursue your values. So we need to really understand what those are, be comfortable with them, and we will determine who can run and who we're going to vote for on that basis. And chief among those values for us is family. So every time you start talking about policies, you better end your statements with, and here's what it's going to do for or to your family. Because that's what really turns our crank as American voters. Yeah, I love that phrase, too. Dr. George Barna is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're talking about the American Value Study. The most recent edition of that, the fifth one from this year, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And it talks about these very things that George Barna is discussing, the idea that we do as Americans. And this is, I, I love the fact that you delineate this by saying, look, this is not, I talk to Christian Republicans. I talk to Christian independents. You talk to voters. I mean, period. And three out of what, 76% said, look, we want servant leaders. We believe that democracy is okay. We want people who are going to be running for office that give us control of our lives. I have seen so many stories recently, George Barna. And again, this is not to start up a COVID war here, but to vax or not vax. You know, that was the question for a lot of people during the pandemic. And I think there were two different schools of thought. One was, this is the only cure we have and we've got to stop the spread. The other was, I don't want the government telling me what to do. And my position from day one was, I don't want the government telling people what to do. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't, don't. I don't want the government telling me what to do. And I'm seeing so many people now in social media coming up and saying, man, I wish I had said that. I wish I had acted that way because that's what we want from our our government officials. Uh, One of the things that you talk about, speaking of those officials, is Starting with 2024 on, we, the people, and in particular, we, the church, need to, uh, and you call this redefining the goal of the elections. It, it, talk, talk about why that overhaul needs to take place. Yeah, you know, uh, this goes back to my whole area of expertise, which is measurement. And so when you look at, at what we actually measure to determine how we're doing, in politics, what we measure is dominance. We don't measure how well we're serving people, how well we're taking care of people, how well we're adhering to constitutional and or biblical principles. What we do is we look at, hey, do we have enough power? Can we get more authority? Can we have more seats? 
all of these kinds of issues, that's about dominance. Politics is not supposed to be about dominance. It's supposed to be about service. So that even tells me that we're measuring the wrong stuff when it comes to politics. So as we as the voters sit back and as a body of people think through, yeah, how do we, we wanna how do we wanna reorient where this train is moving right now? We even need to rethink what it is that we're measuring and how we're gonna go about measuring that. You get what you measure. You know, I mean, we see that with churches, we see that with businesses, we see that with families, and now we're seeing it with government. And so it's vitally important for us to be thinking about, yeah, we do need to be measuring things, but let's measure ethics and let's make those kinds of measurements open to the public at all times, very accessible, easily accessible, and something that we can get a hold of whenever we want to look at somebody. Let's let's you know measure these kinds of things that really matter for the health and well-being, not only of the government, but of the people that that government is there to serve. I'm talking with Dr. George Barnett today here on The Bottom Line, the co-founder of the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, arizonachristian.edu. If you're not getting his updates every month, if you're not getting the American Value Study, I highly recommend you do. It's all available free of charge. And we've got a link up for you to get the, uh, I, get, I get these little pings every time in my mailbox. Uh, at, you've got it up at thebottomlineshow.com and rogermarsh.com. Moving forward, you know, taking some steps, taking some strides. I've seen something that I think is a, a well-intentioned step in the direction you're talking about, Dr. George Barna, but I think it's a huge misstep. It's conservative pundits, maybe even conservative, previously values-driven senators uh, standing up for something that they believe is saying, okay, we want to meet people where they are. So like this Respect for Marriage Act that basically throws the Defense of Marriage Act out the door. And without getting in too high in the weeds, it really doesn't affirm biblical values. And I don't think it's very helpful for America. But I can see the writers, the David Frenches of the world coming out and saying, well, you know, here's why I've changed. And, this is, and it seems like they're trying to find this middle ground. How can we do this most effectively? I don't think what Mitt Romney and Roy Blunt and are all doing in terms of the vote, even Joni Ernst for crying out loud and supporting this thing. I don't think they're helping, but I think they think they are. Is that accurate? Yeah. And, and, and here's that misguided approach toward trying to create unity. It's like, let's cave in to the loudest voices and give them what for more than 200 years in our country we knew was wrong. We codified it as wrong, and recently we caved in. So let's continue to cave in. That's basically the approach they're taking. Why is that? Because there are no set standards that we've agreed to. Now, what would be the best standards if we go back to our values? Right. You know, if we do that, that's how we begin to achieve unity because of the common ground that we all have. But there still have to be some moral standards that we all agree upon and that we work on behalf of. And by the way, you mentioned earlier the church. Let me put this plug in here for the local church. This is the place where the church needs to be speaking up really loudly about the difference between right and wrong and how we know right from wrong. Our culture has gone batty over those two very basic questions, and the church has been basically silenced on these issues. It's had very little to say. Obviously, there are some great churches that are speaking, you know, strongly and loudly on this. But as I look across the country, what I see is a church in retreat. 
This is not the time to retreat. This is the time for us to fight for the things that matter to God. We don't fight just because we want to be ugly, just because we want to be number one. We fight because it's right in God's eyes, and therefore it needs to be right in our eyes. This is our time to speak up about those very issues. Churches need to be leading that fight. And what I hear you saying, Dr. George Barna, is we are fighting for what is right rather than who is right, because yeah. that who part, I mean, we're all people. I mean, Vita Clay, politicians especially, are going to say, in essence, that was one of the, the notes I took away from your survey, was the number of people on both sides of the political aisle who are sick. They've had it up literally to here, for those watching on my own, now I'm up with my chin, uh, literally had it up to here with telling you what you want to hear and then acting a different way once they get elected. I mean, I think we may be on the cusp of turning a new leaf in that regard, but this is where the church has to be the, the vehicle you know, for implementing this kind of change and say, look, there are values, there are morals, there are all standards. We have to get them right. And when we do, then we'll see the changes that we uh, need to see in the political realm. Uh, Dr. George Barnett is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Love our monthly, sometimes bi-monthly visits where we talk about the American Value Study. We talk about uh, the work that they're doing at the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. George, uh, we're going into a new year. We're, it's Christmas time right now. This is an opportunity for a lot of people who are pastoring churches or part of smaller congregations. Uh, Tom Rayner came out with statistics over the weekend that said the average large church now has 250 members, you know, which is just incredible. I mean, there's a mega church category, which is all the way down the barn, but about 8% of American churches have 250 members or more. Talk to that pastor who's getting ready for the Advent season, for the Christmas pageant, for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services, and knowing that there are going to be a lot of people who are just going to be visiting and, you know, kind of dropping in or have kind of wishy-washy Christian values. How can they prepare messages that are inspiring, that are God-honoring, but also are intentional of the things you're talking about here? Yeah, this may not be the answer that, that you would expect, but I would say first and foremost, understand that if you've been called to be in that pulpit you were not called to be popular. You were called to be truthful. Amen. And so whatever it is that you're going to be speaking about, don't do it because you want to grow beyond that 200 or 250 barrier. What you want to do is honor God in everything that you say and teach and model for people. And so be thinking about the struggles that our culture is engaged in right now. Be thinking about why Christ died on that cross, why it's important for people to embrace him as their savior, but what it's going to mean for them to be a disciple of Jesus in a culture that's torn apart the way ours is. And then think about the fact that you've been called to lead those people forward. So this is a, not a time to shrink back and compromise and to be thinking about, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be controversial because then our numbers will drop. God's not going to judge you based on the number of people in your church. He's going to judge you on the basis of the heart that you showed for preaching and teaching and modeling his truth. And so be thinking about what's the plan by which I can bring people forward in a culture where most Americans, including most Christians, do not believe there's any such thing as absolute moral truth, that the Bible does not contain truth, that God is not the embodiment of truth. Right. You need to change that mindset, and that's going to take some tough talk with people. Do it lovingly, do it compassionately, but do it firmly. With gentleness and respect, 
but do it. Absolutely. That's for sure. George Barna, great marching orders and a wonderful exhortation to conclude our conversation today here on the bottom line. ArizonaChristian.edu is where you find the link for the Cultural Research Center and the American Values Study Report. Number five is the one we've been talking about, about uh, what the midterm elections can tell us about the political landscape. And uh, this is kind of a different take than you're getting anywhere else on the midterm elections. And I highly recommend it. You can sign up to get their free newsletter as well. Dr. George Barna, always a pleasure. Uh, grace and peace to you and your family as you are traveling around. And hopefully we'll touch base with you before the end of the year. But if not, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show. Thank you, Roger. Same to you and your audience. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to share thoughts with you. Well, always a great conversation with Dr. George Barna, and I encourage you to go to thebottomlineshow.com. We have a link for the uh, latest edition of the American Value Survey from Arizona Christian University's Cultural Research Center. And by the way, if you want to get on the uh, mailing list for that, um, I encourage you to uh, just click the link and you can sign up for it. Um, we've got a special opportunity for you today to let your values voice be heard and that's through our friends at preborn when you call 833-850-BABY right now dennis wilson of wilson financial services longtime friend and partner of the bottom line show dennis has put up a 7500 dollar match to get us over the top to deliver another ultrasound machine to a preborn health center uh, we did this back in October, and it was so successful. You, you guys really rallied around us. Last year, Preborn placed 25 ultrasound machines in Preborn Health Clinics. So the fact that we've already provided enough funding for one and are on our way to getting a second one is just massive. Uh, 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or just call us here at The Bottom Line Show, 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue... A former presidential nominee weighs in on pro-lifers and the protest in Iran right now. Is there any real connection to that? We'll talk about what Hillary Clinton said coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh and uh, Dr. George Barna reminding us yet again in the last half hour or so uh, what American values really are with regard to our politicians. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, how out of touch so many of them are. I remember right after the 2016 election, I uh, interviewed, I've mentioned this before, but I interviewed uh, Penny Young Nance, who's the uh, president of Concerned Women for America. And I asked her how she was doing. And she said, well, I'm really disappointed. I mean, on November 8th, 2016, we had a chance to elect a woman for president. And we didn't do that. And I was kind of surprised. I thought, wow, did you really support Hillary Clinton? And she said, well, no, I didn't support Hillary Clinton. We had a chance to elect a woman and we picked the wrong one. And I thought, well, that makes sense. I mean, one thing that we have seen about older politicians, especially, is the times change so rapidly, it's tough to really keep up. And yet every now and again, somebody puts their foot in the water. I don't think Mrs. Clinton has gotten over the fact that she didn't win in 2016. I, I it's just she was on with uh, she was on with Christine Amanpour on PBS. And she was asked about what's happening in Iran. And of course, with Iran, you know, the, the women's rights out, uh, the, the, the protesting in the streets. I mean, one young woman tries to dare to cut her hair, leave town without a hijab. Anybody who looks and says, well, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio want to make a, the United States a theocracy. They're not, th that's not even close. Not even close. A true theocracy is Iran, where a woman who violates Sharia law can be killed by the so-called, quote-unquote, morality police because she dishonored Muhammad. She dishonored the Quran. 
So here's Christine Amanpour, who's very international. And it's PBS, of course, so they speak to you very slowly. And they use, uh, you know, large, rather collegiate words. And, and there's always some kind of classical music or an acoustic guitar playing behind. So I mean, just the whole vibe of PBS is we're smarter than you. We're the elitists. Trust us, we are. So uh, this global misogynistic thing that's been happening, I mean, people, you know, where you've got uh, the Ayatollahs and uh, Iran and you've got the Taliban controlling Afghanistan and women being, you know, just pulled all the way back. Um, There was a women's rights summit last week and uh, Hillary Clinton was there and she compared the treatment of women as part of this whole thing to American women who can't get abortions. No, seriously, she really honestly did. Here's the quote. Quote, we have come a long way on so many fronts, but we are also in a period of time where there is a lot of pushback and much of that progress that has been taken for granted by too many people is under attack, literally under attack. Whether it's in places like Iran or Afghanistan or Ukraine, where rape is a tactic of war, or under attack by political and cultural forces in a country like our own when it comes to women's health care and bodily autonomy. Did you catch what Mrs. Clinton was saying? Basically what she's saying is what's been happening to women in the Middle East for years, from Malala Yousafzai, uh, seven, eight years ago, the 15-year-old girl who basically (laughs) was shot by uh, terrorists because she had the audacity to blog about the fact that it's a good idea for girls in their teens to go to school. You see what's happening in Afghanistan. That's right, because the U.S. pulled out, and now the Taliban runs it. You see what's going on in Ukraine, and rape is a tactic of war. But all of that, and and, and don't forget, the U.S. overturned Roe versus Wade. What? So now states regulate abortion with no federal interference, and that's a problem for Mrs. Clinton. Half the states in America and the District of Columbia still allow for legal abortion. Places like the People's Republic of California and the People's Republic of Colorado and the People's Republic of Vermont all allow for abortion literally up until labor and delivery. And no punishment for the abortionist if the abortion goes bad and they leave the child on the gurney to die. But tell us again, Mrs. Clinton how women's health care is at risk because a woman can't get an abortion. Does that mean a woman can't go to an obstetrician or a gynecologist and get any kind of treatment? Apparently not in her world. If you can't get an abortion, then you don't have any health care. If the Supreme Court overturns a bad Supreme Court ruling from 50 years ago, now they're coming to take away your rights. And how many people on the left cheer when judicial activists invent law and legislate for the bench For their side, it's not that they're upset about activist judges. They just want to cheer on the ones that they like. I'll put this quote up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's painful, but we have to pay attention to it for one reason that we look at here on Super Tuesday. And I'll tell you what that reason is on the other side of this break. Don't forget, you can still time to call Preborn right now with your best gift to get an ultrasound machine into another Preborn health clinic. Dennis Wilson's put up $7,500. We can raise the other $7,500 between now and the end of our time together here on the air. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 
833-850 baby or just go to kbrightradio.com and click on the preborn banner. More about Hillary Clinton coming up next as the bottom line continues. You never know what little thing you can do for someone that can make a change in their life. Personal injury attorney Stephanie Cover has a servant's heart. She will do everything in her power to fully restore you to what your life was like before your injury, using her 25 years of experience to fight for the fair value of your case. Stephanie puts others first and works tirelessly for her clients. Even when she can't help through representation, she does everything she can do to connect people with the help they need through spreading the word of God and sharing her community. Stephanie Cover is grateful for what she has and tries to give back however she can. She believes that as a Christian, you don't turn your back on anyone. Save her number or call now, 877-214-4935. 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Then fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover. She knows the other side. Welcome back to the special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Preborn is ready for your call and ready for your donation at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Dennis Wilson has graciously placed a $7,500 grant within reach. All we have to do, or some would say alls we have to do, is raise another $7,500, and that means one more ultrasound machine will be placed in a preborn health clinic. And to put this in perspective, in 2021, preborn was able to raise enough money to place 25 ultrasound machines in uh, preborn health clinics across the country. So far, thanks to your generosity, bottom line listeners have put one and a half in, and we're going for two. We would account for 10% of their total outcome or output for the entire year with regard to ultrasounds. And when a woman sees that preborn child, and here's the heartbeat. 83% of the time she chooses life for the baby, either be a mother or to carry the child to term and release for adoption. Not so in Hillary Clinton's world. If a woman can't murder her child in the womb because it's premeditated, because the child is helpless and innocent, I mean, you may as well call it murder. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if that's the legal definition of it, but it certainly seems to fit it. In Hillary Clinton's world, if you can't murder your child on demand, then you don't have any health care as a woman. None. And why is this important, brothers and sisters? Because Hillary Clinton is angling for the 2024 presidential nomination. As a matter of fact, there have been some rumors that Kamala Harris might wind up uh, being retired or kicked upstairs or found finding another position as a college president or something like that to get her off the ticket and that they might replace her with either Gavin Newsom or Hillary Clinton. Make no mistake about it. Hillary Clinton's looking at 80-year-old Joe Biden saying, hey, if he can run for president, so can I. I uh, said in 2016, I'll say it again here in 2022, almost 2023. That would absolutely, there are so many women other than Hillary Clinton who would do a much better job. Paging Nikki Haley, Christy Nome. I mean, take your pick. There, that's just two because we're short on time. Anyway, this article about Hillary is up at thebottomlineshow.com. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, is coming your way next. On the other side of this break, for those who remain on the network, we'll hear from the man himself, Dennis Wilson, talking about why preborn is so important to him 
and to the members of the Wilson family. That's all coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, special guest joining me today here on The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh, and today, we, of course, we are focusing on ultrasounds. We're focusing on the preborn and our friends at preborn. And joining me in studio, two special guests, Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970. Dennis, good to have you back on the broadcast. Always good to be here, Chewy's loving it. Yeah, of course he is, because he's asleep. Yeah. I mean, he was all excited when our guest, special guest came in the room, yeah, and Brooke yeah. came in the room, too, because she's got to keep an eye on everything we say and make sure it right. works. But Chewie was jumping up and down. He came over here, and now he's asleep in the corner. Well, yeah. it's a dog's life, that's for sure. Uh, also joining us here in studio is Jeff Wood, who's a member of the Wilson Financial Family. Jeff, welcome to the Bottom Line Show. Yeah, thank you, Roger, very much. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here this morning um, with you and Dennis. Uh, and uh, this, uh, uh, what we're doing this morning, going over what we're doing this morning, is uh, a truly, truly awesome thing. Truly awesome, awesome thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, let, and let's right talk. Word. It's awesome. Let's talk about preborn because I mean, this is a ministry. I had a, the privilege of sharing with uh, Wilson Financial uh, members about a month and a half ago, almost two months now, talking about what the ministry of preborn does. And at that time, Dennis jumped up and said, "Hey, I want to get an ultrasound machine in a preborn clinic." And so he put up a match for half. And bottom line listeners jumped in and said, "We want to do the same." When I shared that story, Jeff said, "Well, I want to be part of this too." And so now he and Dennis are putting up another match, Absolutely. and that gives us an opportunity today. If you call 833-850-BABY and make a donation, we have a $7500 match in place. It costs $15,000 for an ultrasound machine in a preborn health clinic. And uh, so your gift today is effectively doubled until we get to that $7,500 ma- match, and then that puts it into play. Dennis, let's talk about the the, the, the the sanctity of human life. I mean, I'm sitting here with two guys now. Between the two of you, I think there's about 40 grandchildren at this table right now. Is that well, about right? We got, we got a fair <laughs> share of grandchildren. And, and, you know, and I was just talking about my great-granddaughter because I got mm. three of those. Mm. But, you know, children are... Uh, they're they're the they're the lifeblood of of society and what we've done by killing 40 million babies over the last I don't know how many years is just absolutely so atrocious that I can't even wrap my mind around it mm-hmm. and then and they're killing these little infants mm-hmm. and then this this program comes along and shows us that hey we've got a way to reverse that 40 million and so how could you not get excited about something like that yeah Preborn so far this year in the first nine months. We've been telling everybody that last year, 2021, there were 75,000 children who were saved because mom went to a preborn clinic, saw the ultrasound, and then said, wow, I, this is a child. I'm either going to become a mom or I'm going to release this child for adoption. This year, through the first nine months of the year, we're at 69,000, and the number continues to grow. We're almost at 300 kids that are saved through Preborn and the Bottom Line Show. And Jeff, I know when I was sharing this uh, appeal a couple months ago with uh, our Wilson Financial family, you were motivated right away, and you came up afterwards and said, you know, the, something about the well, ultrasound. Absolutely, Roger. And you know, the way I look at it is, is you know, um, the daily number of abortions in the United States is just uh, unreal. And um, the, the, the younger generations that take a look at this and stuff like that, you know, they're out there um, just not really... Uh, following God these days, mm-hmm. and um, you know we need to be more of a uh, of a country that is 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 uh, standing up for God than anything else. Yeah. And uh, you know when they go out and they they want to just uh, party and do all this other kind of stuff, and then end up being pregnant, and then figure, well, you know, the easiest way for me to get rid of this is uh, you know form of, of contraception is just to have an abortion. Right. And um, that is so wrong. That is so wrong because there's other alternatives for all of this stuff. 
um, that they, you know, they can they can put it up for adoption. They can they can have the child themselves. Uh, you know, um, look, somebody gave them life, and you know, somebody gave us life. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, from the very sure. beginning. I mean, yeah. all the way from Genesis, uh, all the way through. Um, you know, today uh, we have been given. Uh, grace by God to have a beautiful life, yes. and as long as we have that, um, you know, we should follow it, and we should we should take that further in our own selves. Um, you know, love your Father God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and uh, love your neighbor. Well, mm-hmm. uh, this isn't a place in the world where we should just be playing with these lives. Right. Uh, I forget what the daily number is for the United States, but I know it's high. But I know the world number is is uh, it just it shocked me. It put me it put me into a place where I'm like, no, I I got to do something about this. So um, all of a sudden, scripture came up on me. Matthew eighteen fourteen says, so it is not the will of my Father, who is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Amen. Amen. And I I, I just uh, we're gonna name one of those machines after yeah, that. Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, Jeff Wood. Dennis Wilson in studio with me today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about preborn and the campaign we have today to raise enough money for another ultrasound machine. Jeff is part of the uh, matching gift here, and I love the fact that you heard about this, you did the research, and then you were motivated to action, Jeff, and that's what we're asking our listeners to do today. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229. Make your best donation, $100, $200, $500. It's all going to be doubled because of this matching gift from Dennis and Jeff, and it's tax deductible too. Uh, Dennis, you know, when you think about the the faith into action here, uh, as, as Jeff was sharing the you know the uh, uh, loving your neighbor as yourself, you and I recall the last time we had a conversation, we actually reminded our listeners of the fact that the governor of California actually tried to use that same verse to justify abortion right. instead of justifying keeping the yeah. life together. Uh, talk about why it's so important. I mean, you've been all over the world. You just got back from a trip to Africa. When you see the sanctity of human life, and a lot of people think the problem's so overwhelming we can't possibly do enough, uh, you would beg to differ. Yeah, it, it it's one of those things where you... you it, Jeff hit it right on the head. When somebody sees it and they grasp it, they see what they can do. You know, in Africa, they have the, the in, in Niger, when we started working there, um, there was two out of five babies died before the age of five. Mm. And so, you know, you, you see, you see that, and that, the, that trend is changing because of what they've seen with Christianity coming into the country. Um, here, we've got a situation where we literally can save a life. For thirty dollars, yeah. I mean, I spend that much on lunch sometimes. Right. right. Now I don't eat it all, but I mean, I I spend. <laughs> that includes the, other people. Yeah, the, sometimes other people. But it is it is amazing, and the 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 exciting thing about this is is that the numbers are so dramatic, the numbers are so up in your face, if you will. We're talking about forty machines that are saving thousands and thousands of babies a year. And we're also talking about the fact that the the uh, almost ten percent of the people who don't abort their babies become Christians. Right, and that's not talked about, and that's huge. Yeah, it's major. There are so many great pro-life organizations that are working to save kids, and we appreciate all the work that all of them are doing. There are people who are in the secular pro-life world. There are people who are in same-sex attraction thing that are into the pro-life community. The thing about preborn that I love so much is the ministerial part of it, the pastoral part, the part that says not only are we going to show you the ultrasound, 
give you the pregnancy test, give you a chance to hear the baby's heartbeat, you know, see the baby moving around, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's a kid. I'm not going to kill my kid. <laughs> but the fact that thousands of people who come to the preborn clinics hear the gospel, they see the gospel lived out, and they're making decisions for Christ. I mean, they're coming into the kingdom. So not all, only are we saving babies' lives, but we're saving adult souls as well. And uh, that donation, I mean, however much you are led to give right now. I mean, I know there's a bottom line listener. Last time we did a campaign like this, we had people calling up with $2,500 donations and $1,000 donations. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229 or just go online to kbrightradio.com, rogermarsh.com, click the preborn banner. Heck, you can go to Wilson Financial Services and click the banner there as well. And I believe we've got that on your, yes. your page as well. Is that correct? We do, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, and that, that's one of the things we're excited about is that we can take this and we can we can now send this stuff out to our clients and at the any time they want, they just go on Wilson Financial, and they can they can put a, make a donation of thirty bucks directly to these people and save a baby. Yeah, it's acceptable thirty dollars. I mean, just round it up. We've been talking about twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty dollars. I mean, it's just when you think about how easy it is to save a life. And if you've got something, if you want to go online and make that donation, um, if you've got all everything auto filled in thirty seconds or less, you can save a baby or two or ten. Right, it really does add up. One of the met- the methods that I use, and I'll throw this at uh, Jeff, and not to see that this was the metric that he did, but Lisa and I, between our two blended families, have six kids and four grandchildren. So it was easy for us to donate uh, $280 and say that's for 10 kids. I mean, now you've got 15 grandkids? 15 grandkids. I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, you've yeah. already written a big check here to you know, put this yeah. up here, too. But <laughs> that, it's kind of a good metric, isn't but, it? Number but, of kids, number of grandkids. Yes. But multiply you know by 30. what? Uh, the... Um, since becoming a Christian and everything, I've learned a lot of differences in this world. Um, you know, we can we can live in a dark, we can live in the darkness, or we can live in the light. And no Jesus option. wanted us to live in the light. That's so, right. um, even even with our our financials, um, you know, I've learned a lot there. I've learned that it, it doesn't belong to me; it, right. it belongs to Him. This Amen. is His place. This is this is His creation. Yep. Um, you know, he gave me life. He gives me breath every day. And, uh, you know, he's introduced me to you, Roger. He's introduced me to Dennis, you know, and all the fine people that work around Dennis and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is just a, a, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I, w- I would recommend anybody who can, you know, it, it just dig deep in those pockets, you know, and, and find that 30 40 $50 and, and just... Uh, um, put it up front here, man, and save a life. Uh, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how much you have. Uh, look at the widow, um, with, and she gave up just the mites. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. God's a God of proportion. God, God's sure. a God That's of right. proportion, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we can give it, give what you can. Yeah, absolutely. This is a Christmas season, and so one of the things that popped into my head was I'm going to go to each one of my grandkids and say, hey, here's what you can do. For I don't want a Christmas present. I do not. I do not need anything. Right. I, well, I need air to breathe and yeah. food <laughs> to eat. But I do not. You know, they they say, "What do you want for Christmas, Grandpa? What do you want?" I don't. And for so, well, here's what I'd like them to do: is adopt and a baby, mm. adopt a baby, and say, "Hey, I gave thirty dollars for that baby in your name." What a great idea. You know, uh, you've been helping my parents, Dennis, for years, you know, with their financial situation. And now as they're moving into assisted living, they don't get out as much. And as I was cleaning through some of the stuff on my dad's desk, I found a stack that deep 
of the gift cards that my parents have been given over the years I by the grandkids and, yeah. and us and stuff like that. We're great gift card givers. And my brother called me the other day. He goes, what are we going to do with these things? I mean, it's not like they're getting out and about anymore. And I thought to myself, well, if you went through, there's $20 here, there's $50 there, and added up the total of that and think, okay, well, instead of doing the gift card for your grandparents this year, why not? This is a great idea. Well, they will love it. Your mom and dad will love this idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's if, phenomenal. If you, if you are an adult who's got grandparents who are still with you, you're a young adult, and you're looking for something to give grandma and grandpa for Christmas this year, why not make a donation to Preborn and yes. save a baby's life and say, hey, grandma, grandpa, this is what I did for you. They'll love it. Jeff, I know you would love that. If one uh, of absolutely. Kids. Absolutely. You know, I, uh, you know, Christmas time is a, is a wonderful time for a lot of different people, but you know, we look at it at that, that, you know, we, we come in and we go into these big box stores and we go into all these other places and we spend all this money. And, you know, Christmas isn't about, um, you know, satisfying our own selves. Christmas is is supposed to be about the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we need to push that more um, and get out of this um, realm of, of, of uh, people having to have this or having to buy that and teaching the little kids today, especially, you know, um, they become entitled. Um, and the entitlement and stuff like that is just getting worse and worse and worse in this country. And, uh, you know, we make people like uh, Amazon and uh, uh, Target and all the rest of them, uh, uh, Walgreens, we just make them richer, richer and richer. And, um Really, I think that, you know, we just need to get back to the Lord. Let's get back to uh, reading the Bible, you know, reading God's Word, and um, going forward from there and uh, making sure that our families, you know, are covered every day, uh, prayer, um, repentance. Uh, let's just let's get back to what we used to do back a long time ago before it was all taken away. Amen. Amen. Yep, Great so. words of counsel there from Jeff Wood along with Dennis Wilson. These are the two guys who are putting up the match, the $7,500 match that we are trying to match today. I'm not trying. We are going to match today to get another ultrasound machine into a preborn clinic. So far this year, they've already placed 40, and we are tr aiming to get with the one that we did back in October and the one that we're doing today, two more to that total uh, from bottom line listeners. 833-850-BABY. You can, as Dennis mentioned, you can go to wilson-financial.com. There's a charitable page there, and Preborn has a link there. It's the same link you'll find at kbrightradio.com and rogermarsh.com. 833-850-2229. Make your best tax-deductible donation today. Dennis and Jeff are matching it uh, all the way through the end of the day. Dennis, I'll give you the uh, final word here. Take the last 60 seconds of our time together and encourage us with uh, uh, good news about why in the face of the California backdrop of you know pro-abortion right up until labor and delivery, a ministry like Preborn continues to shine bright. First, I'd like to take Jeff, say thanks to Jeff for taking his time out to come and be with us. Cause yes. Because we absolutely. really appreciate you coming. And his message was really important to hear. Yeah. And uh, I, would just, I would just reiterate what we have said, the importance of what we're doing with just the saving of one child. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, you know, we have, we have six adopted kids. And so adopted kids are nothing more than normal people. Now, and we, they're, they're no different than any other kids in the world to us. They're the same as our natural kids. And you have to understand that we are adopted kids of Jesus. And so we are literally his adopted children. And so the, don't take this adoption and make it a complete positive. There is absolutely no negative in anything that we're seeing here or doing here. And so uh, just pray about it. And if God leads you to uh, to help this ministry, then 
then uh, praise God for that. Amen. 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 Go to wilson-financial.com. Look for the charitable link, and you can hit the link for Preborn right there. Go to kbrightradio.com, rogermarsh.com. You'll find the uh, Preborn link there. Or if it's easier, I'm a phone guy, 833-850-BABY. That's that's how we called and made our donations, 833-850-2229. And get that best donation into Preborn today. Uh, Dennis Wilson, Jeff Wood. Guys, thanks for being with us today here on the Thanks, Roger. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, so grateful, uh, guys, for the work that you've done to make today possible and for bottom line listeners who still have about 10 minutes left in our uh, program today, 833-850-2229, 833-850-BABY, uh, just remember those words, we have a match in place for half of an ultrasound machine, and we are working toward getting enough donations in today to unlock that matching gift and get a full ultrasound machine donated through Preborn. 833-850-2229 is the number to call. Of course, you can always make a donation to Preborn when you go to kbrightradio.com and click on the banner. Go to rogermarsh.com. We've got it linked to the Kbright page. You can find it there. Or at wilson-financial.com. And on their charitable page, you'll find it there as well. Uh, more on this conversation in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive 6% CD alternative. This unique real estate-backed investment has continued to perform exceptionally well in good times and in bad. I just reviewed a client file, and it really felt bad because in reviewing the file, I realized that if they had followed the advice they had received, if they had put the money in the CD alternative, as I had recommended, they would have earned enough to build a church in Africa. Instead, the money is still in the bank, earning nothing but dust. I realized how important it is to know it's God's money and we're just a good steward of it. One simple idea on the CD alternative would build a church in Africa. Honoring God and their clients by stewarding their money well. Call 800-696-9970. That's 800-696-9970. Or fill out the contact form at kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this special edition of The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. It's a Super Tuesday, all right. And the reason it is Super Tuesday is we have a super opportunity right now to place another ultrasound machine in a preborn health clinic. My thanks again to Dennis Wilson and also Jeff Wood, a colleague of Dennis's. Uh, we met a couple months ago at a gathering Dennis had for some of his uh, uh, his clients, and uh, Jeff and I were talking afterwards about preborn and the ultrasound machines. And Jeff became a really quick study about the passion of the pro-life community, and uh, wound up donating about a quarter. Well, let's see, Jeff donated a quarter, and Dennis donated a quarter of an ultrasound machine. Uh, it's fifteen thousand dollars to place one at a preborn clinic. Last year alone, Preborn placed 25 ultrasound machines in pregnancy health centers all across the country. So far through the first three months of this year, they've placed 40. And with your generous donation today, that number goes to 42 because bottom line listeners placed one in October and we're doing another one here. And here's the thing that is so key. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. Consider that 55% of the abortions that are performed in the United States these days are what they call medical or chemical abortions. In other words, it's not the old surgical woman gets up on the table, legs of the stirrups and that type of thing. Rather, it's basically a pill. And one of the things that's so disingenuous about the argument of people, oh, Roe versus Wade was overturned and now women don't have any constitutional rights and no health care access, et cetera, et cetera. That's nonsense. 
what happens is every time a bill like a, a law is passed to make it more difficult for a woman to have a surgical abortion, the pro-abortion community goes into action and they make it easier to get access to pills. I mean, case in point, Dallas, tech, well, Dallas in particular, but Texas in general. Last August, Texans passed the Texas heartbeat bill. I think that was in August of 2021. And in the year since all this has happened, where basically once a heartbeat's detected, you can't uh, perform an abortion on a child. The number of abortions in Texas went down by like 50,000. It was cause for rejoicing in the pro-life community. But then in conversation with my colleague, Dr. Jim Dennison of the Dennison Forum, he said, yes, yeah, surgical abortions dropped by 50,000, but chemical or so-called medical abortions went up by 40,000. So the reality is there are women who want to have an abortion and they're going to have abortions. That's number one. Number two, if it's illegal to have an abortion in your state, they will go out of the way to find states where they can have the abortions. Case in point, here in the People's Republic of California, the governor is actually actively trying to recruit abortion activity. Apparently, because the state's going to lose $21 billion next year, and he's looking for all the revenue he can get. So bring your transgender child to California and we'll mutilate them with surgery. Have your abortion in California and stay and go to Disneyland Universal Studios while you're at it. I mean, I'm not trying to, I know I'm going to get emailed. You're making mockery of this. I'm not. (laughs) When the governor of California actively recruits, takes campaign money that people donated to get him reelected, and then runs ads for Proposition 1 to codify into state law that you can have an abortion anytime you want to. And Christians will fall back on the, well, no, wait a minute, it, it made it through the courts. And, uh, they have a law, so I guess it's legal. Really? Slavery was legal? Well, remember that? Segregation laws were legal? I mean, we, may we never fall into the trap of saying, well, there was a law passed and it was legal, or the court upheld the decision. Brothers and sisters, we have an obligation to speak out against injustice full stop. The sanctity of human life is a classic case. One of the things that Jeff was uh, sharing with us and uh, Jeff Wood, he said, hey, look, I mean, I'm kind of late to the game on this. I'm new to the conversation, but I didn't realize there were over 40 million abortions internationally last year. I said, yeah, abortion is the leading cause of death. Over a million at least in the United States, but the United States is actively marketing abortions to other parts of the world. This is why the Mexico City policy is so important to be enforced. And it started with Ronald Reagan and every Republican president since then has said the U.S. will not provide funding for countries that are performing abortions. We won't have medical funding like George W. Bush said, look, I'm not going to fund abortions in Uganda. But what I will do is I'll give you $15 billion to fight AIDS and HIV that's fine. See, their, their solution was, well, the way you stop STDs is to have abortions. No. <laughs> the way you stop having sexually transmitted diseases transmitted is to stop having sex. Not to stop making babies. But that's leftist, leftist progressive logic. So now more than ever, the ultrasound machine is critical. And when you consider the number of women who've had abortions or were going to have abortions that thought better of it and made a different decision once they saw the ultrasound. 83% of the time, a woman goes to a preborn clinic, gets a pregnancy test, looks at the ultrasound, listens to the heartbeat and says, I will choose life for my child. Either 
to be raised in my home or to be released for adoption. And when you add in the fact that 55% of American women who have aborted children who said, wow, if I'd known that adoption was an option, I would have chosen that one instead. Preborn is the perfect recipe for that. 833-850-BABY. Your $28 donation right now saves a life. $140 donation saves five. $280 saves 10. But your gift of any amount right now is going to be matched by Dennis Wilson and Jeff Woods' matching gift. Uh, $15,000 for an ultrasound machine. They put up half the money. Will you help us get the other half in? 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com. Some final thoughts on this in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Bless your children with the help you've always wanted to give them. Newport Bay Mortgage works with your unique circumstances to explain the benefits of a reverse mortgage in today's market. Act now and provide for your family in need by gifting them a fraction of the fruits of your labor. With Newport Bay Mortgage, you can clarify the advantages of a reverse mortgage in your specific situation with professional insights on the current market. Sharing the rewards of a reverse mortgage is a valuable act of service that helps your loved ones establish valuable financial security for the future. Use the gift from your home to contribute towards God's work and plans by blessing your family in need with real financial help. Make up your mind today to make a difference in the lives of those who mean the most to you. Start by calling Newport Bay Mortgage at 714-741-8080. 714-741-8080. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse or NMLS 332959. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Welcome back to this Super Tuesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It's so glad we've spent the last 90 minutes doing our level best to raise money. We've still got, there's like just a couple minutes left to call in and make a donation to Preborn at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Give us a call, drop us a line, make your best donation today. It's going to be doubled effectively. Dennis Wilson and a colleague of his, Jeff Wood, Bottom Line Show listener, have put up a match for half of an ultrasound machine, and we are raising the other half. Your $500 donation right now effectively is doubled. Your $1,000 donation toward an ultrasound machine is doubled. And every dollar you give toward this uh, this great cause goes directly to the ultrasound machine. Preborn does their own fundraising for administrative costs, electric bills, all the cost of doing business. But your money today that you're donating goes to putting an ultrasound machine. Last year, for the whole year, Preborn was only able to put 25 ultrasound machines in pregnancy health centers. This year, through the first nine months of the year, it's already up to 40. And Crawford Broadcasting, I'm proud of this, there have been 70,000 babies saved so far this year, and Crawford Broadcasting is responsible for 10% of those. Between the National Crawford Roundtable, Bob Duco, Chris Smith, and yours truly, nearly 7,000 children's lives have been saved. We want to get more kids saved because of those ultrasound machines. Your best gift now will help. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com and click on the link for preborn. God knit you together in the womb. When he saw your face, it gave him great joy. When he heard your heartbeat, he said, that's my boy. That's my girl. That's what we're fighting for, is the sanctity of human life, to sing for joy and honor the creator who made us. That is good news indeed. And that's the bottom line.